listening to the Ed Reach Network. Hello, this is Ed Gamer for Saturday, January 25th, 2014. This is an Ed Gamer special. Be smart on air hangout about educational acronyms. This was actually recorded on Monday, January 20th, 2014. Zach joined a friend, some would say a foe, from across the pond and near the North Pole. Nilo Alhavara is the host of Be Smart on Air. Nilo resides in the northern part of Sweden, but he is in the center of educational technology in Europe. There were four other guests for this hangout about educational acronyms and their meanings. The guests were Kim from Sweden, Tina from Finland, Kurt from Germany, and Marlena from Italy. Please join us for an insightful look at education in Europe. Starting. Hey, here we are. Here we go, I think, most probably on air. And uh, I'm Nilo from the exotic north, and this is Be Smart on Air. Uh, and that's what we're trying to do. It's not that easy, though. <laughs> um, and um, what else? Today is, let's see, January 20th, still, I believe. Uh, we are streaming this thing live. Amazing stuff through Google Hangouts. And uh, we've got an amazing panel, uh, as usual. <laughs> and uh, that's great. So... Um, why don't we um, not quite yet get the? I, I was about to say, why don't we get the introductions going? But the show title is pretty cool, and the show title is Alphabet Soup, uh, meaning that we are going to figure out uh, and straighten out the questions, question marks about all those crazy acronyms and and expressions that that people are using. Um, like in, in um, ed tech. Uh, and uh, luckily I have these, these uh, pros with me here because I wouldn't have a chance otherwise. Um, hey, Tina, how is Finland? My co-driver, how are you doing? You first. Okay, Quick introduction. Hi. I'm Tina. I'm from Finland. Uh, nice to see you all. And uh, at the moment I'm working for the Finnish National Board of Education. Uh, um, on a project called, um, well, it's about internationalization of education. It's also got to do with the, the new curriculum design. We're going to have a new curriculum in Finland, a core curriculum in uh, 19, uh, 2016. So, so um, working on that too. And... Um, I'm, uh, a lot of, um, with the schools, of course, the internationalization means uh, uh, using a lot of technology, working on air, co uh, collaborating, communicating on air. So that's why I'm also into the tech part. Extremely cool. Uh, and, um, and you, Tina, you really have this bird-eye view um, that, that not that many people in education have, I think. Uh, I definitely don't. So it's great to have you always uh, joining us here and running this thing uh, together Thanks. with me. do appreciate that a lot. Uh, let's go to the other side of the pond to Mr. Ed Gamer himself. If I'd, if I'd have the, the Google uh, sound effects go and I'd be using whatever trumpet or something, but <laughs> hey, you just, you, you just introduce yourself. Zach, please. I'm, I'm Zach Gilbert. I'm a sixth grade social studies language arts teacher from Normal, Illinois, which is about the center of the state. You have Chicago to the north and St. Louis to the south and Indianapolis to the east. And I just, I'm just a regular teacher that does a little podcast called Ed Gamer. And I'm on the EdReach Network. And it'll be three years, I think, this spring uh, that will be Jerry, my my co-host and producer that we've been doing the show and it's it's been wonderful I'm you know, Tina you're talking about different projects that you're involved with but it's it's really especially for educational gaming it's really blossoming and, and booming and I'm hoping here within the next 
you know, next month or so, I'm going to be embarking on a nice large project that will be bringing uh, gamification and games and, and tools to teachers throughout the state of Illinois. So it's, it's a very exciting time um, for education and technology and also uh, gamification and games and learning. And I, I am so happy to be here because Nilo is probably the first person that emailed me uh, from, you know, asking about EdGamer. <laughs> and it was quite exciting, especially, you know, especially getting it from uh, the other side of the pond. And I even showed it to my, my daughters, like, look, I got an email, and it's from Sweden, and, and it was very, very exciting. And it's uh, thank you, Nilo, for your support of my show, and I'm glad I've been able to come on here because we've been trying to do this for a while. And, and we got to work on these uh, American holidays so we can <laughs> I can jump on board on these uh, Hangout uh, Be Smart on Air. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's great to have you here. And uh, I'm... I'm really really excited about the stuff you and Jerry are doing and uh, it seems that we will have lots of time later on on another occasion to talk about all this stuff um, because I think we will yes. definitely uh, run out of time here yes. but uh, there will be a proper interview coming up um, with you one-on-one -on -one, me and, and uh, Zach I believe and uh, I'm sure I'm looking forward to that. The time is not quite set, I believe, yet. Not yet, uh, but we'll, we'll but get soon. there. Um, but I'm excited about today, just learning from all of you. We have our professional learning communities and networks and, and such, and EdGamer's been mine, but this is exciting for me to get uh, the vantage point from all of you and in your areas. So I'm, I'm looking forward to learning today on my day off of school. Super. This is quite a gathering, really. And uh, how about going to Germany? Kurt, willkommen. Yeah, hello. Uh, you know, it's, um, I'm just working here in a media center, and teachers come to my place and they get the videos and technical stuff and advices how to work with that. And uh, for this year, we have uh, we try to make a European project, and it's about iPads and tablets and in, in, in inclusive settings. So uh, I'm very interested about games and I, I want to know, uh, I have to ask Zach if there's going to be a version of it uh, for iPads or tablets because I think it's, I think in, in Germany it's going to be the future the, 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 because the people will work, the pupils, the students will work with iPads. Mm -hmm. So great, yeah, that's great. Uh, you will you will definitely uh, get an, get get more more uh, chances more more uh, there will be more occasions uh, in the future for you to um, to uh, get some really tough questions to, to Zach if if we <laughs> run out of time uh, this time. So Kurt, by the way, what's your location, huh? My location is in the south of Germany. It's close to the Swiss and French border. So I can have the wine in France and the coffee in Switzerland. And I don't know what I have. Maybe it's, it's the, the ham in, in, in Germany. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds like a really, really good location. I envy you. <laughs> All right. And we have a little bit more of, of, of Sweden represented here as well. Hello, Kim. Who are you? Hello. I'm basically a tech nerd with a very large <laughs> linguistic interest, uh, language teacher and just loving this acronyms and, and short forms. <laughs> uh, talking about being in Sweden, yes I am, but I'm 1,511 kilometers south of Nilo. <laughs> wow. So it's, it's a shorter trip for me to go to Kurt than to Nilo. <laughs> yeah, well, well North, North Pole is far away from everywhere, I guess. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, that's the deal, huh? <laughs> um, okay, Kim, so... Um, um, did you say, what, what, what is your, your exact location? Not that the name says so much to, to Zach, no, perhaps. So I'm in, in uh, Malmö, in the southernmost of Sweden. Yeah, right. Okay, cool. Oh, right, right so next I already to see it on the map. Denmark. Yep. I teach social studies, geography, and such. So this, yeah. so this interests me. So, and Kurt, where are you at specifically? It's called Basel. Basel. Oh, wow, you are on the corner. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's exciting. Okay. Thank wow. you. Wow. Wow. Uh, good. Now we've got our bearings right, roughly. Yeah. Um, if I say I'm at the North Pole, I guess that's that's good enough. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's it's uh, Lulu, um a city. Am I supposed to say a city? Uh, well, it's not a major city exactly, but heck, it's town. the largest largest big town. I don't know exactly where the where the uh, where the limit is. You know, when when does a town turn into city? I don't know, but it's it's on the, in the very north anyway. And now my my video, at least my own video, looks like I don't know. Hope it hope it's still um, streaming you, properly. You look good. All right, great. Um, let's see here. Uh, what about if I try to? I I have been. I told earlier to these guys in the panel that I've been trying to do my homework a little bit, and uh, so I have. Prepared some of these crazy acronyms and stuff, <clears throat> and with with a bit of luck, I just might be able to get them on screen. And just to celebrate Zach's appearance in the show, uh, why don't <laughs> <laughs> why don't we, uh, if I find and that one uh, like this, if we start uh, talking about games in education like for 30 seconds or so no we can take a little bit more a little bit more time um, I chose to to uh, just type in the word gamification and I don't know when I hear that word it it's not only like positive vibes for me I don't know actually I don't know much about how this term is used but I found somewhere uh, apparently Wikipedia where else? Uh, use of game thinking and game mechanics and lots of other stuff. Um, Zach, you're the pro. Uh, what the heck is this thing anyway? I, I, <laughs> I would like to know too. Uh, <laughs> no, it's it, it, and I'm I'm wondering. I'm curious of of the rest of the panel. If it is it is this a positive? Do you when you see gamification, is this a positive um, word or a negative Zach, word? Zach, is it a positive or a negative word for you? Uh, I, uh, I think ah. it's both. It, it just depends. For me personally, I think it's fine. Um, but it's it's the use of games in classrooms. Some people, Jim G, James Paul G, which some of you might know, is one of the leading uh, educators in the games and learning field. And he he that's when we interviewed him early on in my show uh, number I think it was ten. He said uh, when I said Ed Gamer educational games, he's like he was like no, do not use that word. Your game, your show shouldn't be called Ed Gamer. I'm like, oh great, the leading guy in the field saying you shouldn't call it, you know, Ed Gamer. It should be games and learning. And for some people, they they take offense to gamification or games and learning or educational games. For me, it's it, I I don't go that deep with it. It's it's a use the use of games. And you know, uh, in any sense, whether it's uh, in business or in education, but it's taking something that might not be gamified and turning it into two games. And that, to me, doesn't it, it doesn't bother me that much. I think it's overused. I don't think people really understand the power of games. Um, I think you know, just chocolate-covered broccoli, which is a term <laughs> that's been used before. You know, taking something that, uh, so addition, there was a game that my daughter used. Um, it was basically, you know, the asteroids game where you're in the center and you're spinning around and you're shooting, you know, the asteroids. And, and there was a question like two plus two, and then you shoot the asteroid that has the four. And that's, that might be chocolate-covered broccoli. Um, that's, a, that's a simple, taking something simple and adding games to it. Uh, but games can be so much more uh, using World of Warcraft, using Civilization, uh, there's so much out there that that can be done, and it, there's a wide spectrum. So, so gamification's so if, okay. Okay. Uh, so if if I correct me if I got it wrong, but Zach, is your viewpoint that that there's got to be some kind of a very real and explicit learning context in this? Uh, there has to be some type, um, and it's, and, and you know, I think we all agree we're all involved in education. Education's individualized. There's going to be some kids that do very well with the very simple games uh, that, you know, connect to some type of learning outcome. But uh, 
there's going to be some that don't. And I've always been a firm believer that games is just one tool. It's not the end-all, be-all. My wife, I've talked about you know, before, she is not tech-savvy. I am. She could have a, um, uh, a chalkboard, an overhead projector, and dittos, you know, the old copy machines where the, I don't know if you guys had that over in Europe or the purple ditto machines. Um, you'd sit there and smell the papers. Uh, but, uh, you know, she could have that and do very well. But over the years, she's figured out that technology and, and use of games can be very effective. But it's not the end-all, be-all, and that's I think that's very important. There's no golden key. There's no one solution. There's no microwave, or what you guys might think. You know, we try to simplify things. I think in America and, and make it easy. Uh, and it, I don't think that's education is so complex to the individual, and it's up to the teacher to figure out which tools are the best ones. And sometimes games are the, the right ones. Uh, I have a lot of success with it. But if I did that all the time, I don't think it would be as successful. Phew. Whoa. That was quite a bit. Now, now, we, now we have it, you know, like pinned down completely. Oh, totally. What about Can I you? Comment? Yeah, Tina, please. Yes. Uh, uh, one thing... Um, is that um, which I've been uh, thinking about is that the thing that I'm an English teacher originally, so I've been using games uh, um, in my classroom for you know much longer than than there have been computers in my classroom. So uh, games have been uh, board games have been uh, a regular part of uh, practicing um, uh, words and vocabularies and and. Uh, some communicational um, things and and it just makes it more fun when it is uh, uh, when it is um, uh, uh, um, a game. So it, and and of course it makes uh, if you're in groups of two or three or f max four, it's uh, it's more people can be um, working together and talking. Mostly they are communicative, so they're not about writing or listening. It's expressing and thinking and helping each other and so on. So that's one part. I I I don't think somehow this gamification has become a, a, a phrase that refers to to uh, computer games and uh, and tech, uh, com um, this kind of games uh, in in teaching. And I think um, it uh, it's just the the uh, it, it's it's. Um, the technology, how you do them, is not so important uh, as the the content and the pedagogical sort of idea in the game. So they support learning. Absolutely, yeah, sure. Exactly. I mean, I guess the, the the whole whole thing, games and education, gamification, whatever, uh, it, it has nothing to do with with analog or digital, huh? Or or is that what do you think, Zach? It, it could be paper and pencil, simulations. I, mm -hmm. I use simulations all the time. Role-playing, uh, having the kids uh, participate in, in some type of role-playing game. Um, it's There's so many different things. I use board mm -hmm. games. I use basically uh, uh, the particle, I guess, a, a, a foam board and use push pins. I mean, there's so many different ways that you can get the kids involved uh, and, and have fun along the way. It's... So gamification to me is, is, is making things interactive, making mm -hmm. them uh, exciting for the kids. It's just, a, it's just a different tool. And I think anytime you can have the kids collaborating, working together towards some goal, I think that's important because I, I don't know, when, I'm guessing age-wise we're all, we're all in, a, in, a, in an area, but it's, I don't know if I knew the goals of what I was uh, learning when I was learning in school. I, I don't think I was told those goals. I think when you have a focus on that, and I see that in my classroom, the kids kids generally do better. They, they have an understanding. One of my, my mentor told me that, you know, why surprise the kids? It's like giving a, um, a puzzle to the kids without giving them the picture of the puzzle, you know, and having them try to figure out, yes, that could be a challenge, but it, wouldn't you want to show them what it looks like first and then they know what path they're taking? Uh, I think that's very important. Can Can I just another? Uh, if you look uh, at gamification from a different perspective, the other thing is uh, which I noticed uh, uh, when uh, when um, especially boys started to play a lot of games at home, different kinds of games. And in Finland, of course, we have most of the games are in uh, in English, 
they are not translated into Finnish. And, and all the, um, the communication takes place in, in English and, and so on. So when they come, when they, are, when they come to the English class, they appear to have uh, acquired quite a lot of, of knowledge in English and, uh, and um, uh, communication, their communication skills are really good. So uh, they can really be very, um, they've sort of learned to speak and understand English by playing those games and they haven't even noticed it. And this is something that um, I think is something that inspired people. They thought that, okay, if they can learn it so easily, but of course you, can re you must remember it, that they played these games uh, uh, hours and hours, sort of, sort of, sort of uh, you can't spend that, that much time uh, on computer at schools, it would be ridiculous. So it's like, this is something uh, which is, I think is interesting, that uh, sort of some, something you do in your spare time uh, will, in a way, um, positively affect your learning. And, and this is sort of a nice thing that it may sort of en uh, entice you to, to these learning activities in your spare time. So yes. after school you go and play these nice games which, you know, help you to understand things better and help you to learn language or help you to learn biology or, or, or geography. And, and this is something I think that will be a, a, a major challenge and trend in the future is how to so to make a, how to balance formal and informal learning and how to how to um, make them work together uh, and still not make the students sort of uh, um, work 24/7 yes. Jane McGonigal talks about uh, how games need to be the, the kids anybody that wants to use games it has to be voluntary they can't you can't really force it and that's when you're going to peak and and when it comes to learning uh, Lucas Gillespie um, and I know Nilo you probably know him from uh, being on Ed Gamer you know he used World of Warcraft he was noticing that in World of Warcraft he was having uh, those students that were uh, Spanish speaking trying to learn English uh, that he would have the kids play in English only servers in World mm -hmm. of Warcraft and then those kids learning Spanish he would have them play in Spanish only servers. Yeah. I remember and, I remember that when you guys yeah. were talking about pretty cool. And that was that was amazing, but the kids wanted to do it. It wasn't a forced uh, it wasn't a forced event and I, I think that's very important when it comes to uh, it comes to education. Yeah, there's going to be some things that need to be done and but that's when you tell the kids this is the target, this is the goals, this is what we're trying to do. But then there's some events that need to be um, you know, voluntary, and that's where giving kids choice, yeah. giving kids choice, and and you know, I'm trying to get from point A to point B. Well, you know, if you want to take path, uh, the first path, second path, third path, or fourth path to get to there, and that might fit more of a learning style for those students, and you'd have multiple avenues to get there, and it could be playing a game. One might just be reading, another could be creating some type of video or movie, um, but the teacher has to have different paths to get there and then have to have to have a way to assess that and uh, which is more work on teachers but hopefully technology can reduce that a little bit and uh, you know go from there I'm wondering from Kurt do you see I mean you know with games and, and tablets I agree tablets are the way it's it's going that way um, our teachers in your in that in your school are they trying to use games or is it just um, here's the tablet and you know use it for productivity you, you know uh, we are German we are Germany and Germany I, I was laughing you know I think it's it's so funny uh, Americans I think you you're very entertaining and even you are entertaining at school yeah and yeah. Germany we are very serious there's yeah. no fun you know and and it, there can't be fun at school you know, come on where, where are we going to yeah that's <laughs> no that's, actually that's my my view exactly you shouldn't be having fun at school no Something is no wrong. no <laughs> no it's really it's 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 for for me it's it's when i see our, our teachers and and some may say oh come on it's learning it's serious we don't need games so we want to be serious at school and actually, 
um, I try to persuade them. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a, uh, I, actually, I don't like games myself. I, 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 I think it's just boring. Game is gaming for me is boring. Yeah, because it's senseless, you know. And so, um, but gaming at school, that's great because uh, you, you, uh, you know, as you said, in Germany we have talk about individualization. Yeah, uh, it's very important. That we don't have our class and everyone has to do the same, but we need different uh, uh, attitudes and we need different uh, way uh, point of views, and so that's why we work with computers and that's why we have to work with tablets. And but you're right in Germany, I try to to tell them there are some nice games for learning, but it's it's very difficult for the teachers, yeah, because they say, oh, I'm here and I want to work, and what do I do if if, if the, the pupils they learn with, with games? That's that's nothing. I I, I don't earn my money. So but yeah. That's, there's, yeah. there's always this, this horrible thing as well. You know, then when, when when the students perhaps all of a sudden are learning something that they shouldn't, something that I yeah. haven't planned, and that's awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've, been to, I've been talking to T now about that, guys. Uh, yeah, that's, we, that's, we, we have we have a soup. Uh, we are yeah. we are trying to serve here. We can't just have one ingredient. But Kim, <laughs> do you have uh, something really nerdy to add to this conversation before we move on to the uh, next ingredient? Yeah, gamification, just like sun. Oh man! Oh man! We're hitting some heavy. We are hitting some heavy, heavy disturbance from Italy. I think. Uh, Marina, hey, how are you doing? Yeah, I know. Everything okay? Yeah, I, I'm fine. I'm here with my students. That is why you're having a heavy disturbance from Italy. Perhaps, perhaps uh, when you're listening. Yeah, perhaps, I'll be the microphone, don't worry. Okay, perhaps when you are listening, Marilena, you can mute yourself, otherwise we can hear our own thoughts. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Okay. I'll mute um, myself, okay. Yeah, right. um, how cold is it today in Lulio? Say again? How cold is it today in Lulio? I know oh, that yesterday it was minus 30. It's almost summer, I think it's like 28, yeah, minus, minus 28 Celsius or something like that. <laughs> oh man, you are you are messing with my ears here, Marina. Please, please don't don't kill me. Um, what was I about to say? We got to move on to the next ingredient. Otherwise, we'll be yes. stuck in gaming, which wouldn't we, be. We got to be serious. Thing. Be really serious. This. I've been doing my homework for heaven's sake. I have this great great things prepared here for the soup. You know, soup ingredients, and the next one is. Uh, what? Let's see. I just take one out of the hat. P L N. It says personal learning network. What the heck is that? Anyone? <laughs> do, do you want an explanation? This point? is it. <laughs> Networks are my this specialty. Is it. This is it. This is personal learning. This network. is personal learning yeah. network. Um, sometimes I feel that that when um, when we are using these funny acronyms, so um, of course most of them are from the U.S. Zach, your stuff. Um, we try to mic. We have the microwave version. We have to simplify everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and sometimes I feel that these. Um, of course, we have to use these acronyms because they are so cool, and even though they don't roll off the tongue very well perhaps in our whatever languages we are using <laughs> but we use them anyway and um, and perhaps sometimes even without knowing exactly what we are talking about so um, personal learning network is that something that is a new thing you know like coming with the digital age or what I don't think so well, I, I suppose personal. I would use it in in uh, plural personal learning networks. So everybody has their own different networks where they, and that, it, um, and that's how it's uh, the combination of the different networks makes it uh, in a way personal <laughs> learning environment. Also, I think that's more sort of uh, used and more general acronym, the personal learning environment. Tina, 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 take a look at this. Take a look at this. Do you see it? 
Do you see it? All right. P -A -E, yeah. Personal learning environment. And, mm -hmm. and so, what's the difference? You know this stuff, Tina. Okay, you are the the hotshot from from uh, what was it? Finnish Bureau of Investigation. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh. Uh, Finnish Bureau of, of what the heck? Uh, National Board. Um, what's the difference between PLE and PLN then? Well, personal learning environment that would uh, uh, sort of uh, contain or include uh, also games or or uh, your sort of um, path, your learning path, in a way that with the with the goals and uh, w with the uh, different kinds of activities and and games and so on that support your learning and and uh, it would be built on your special uh, learning style and and things that suit your learning. Uh, networks is a, a sort of. A, uh, it's just one part of the the your personal learning environment. The networks where you belong. Of, of course, social media today is uh, is uh, the word is very difficult for me to pronounce. Ubiqui ubiquitous. Something <laughs> like that. It's tough to pronounce for everyone. <laughs> everywhere, yes, it, everywhere. Even for the U.S. folks, I think yeah. it's, it's hard to pronounce. Ubiquitous. Ubiquitous. There you we go. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. yeah. Ubiquitous. Ubiquitous. Yeah. Good one, Zach. Yes, uh, Zach. Can I was going to say something else, but it's a family show, and, and junior high teachers coming out of me. So this is this is definitely a family family show. So please, yes. please keep that in mind. Okay. Yep. It's up here. Uh, is, is there a shorter version of that? Do we have to say the the complete word every time? Ubiquitous. What is that? It. <laughs> something Do like I have that. to say the whole word? Can we say something more more simple? You know, I hate that. Um, Okay, I can't say it either. Uh, what the heck, Tina? Um, I like that what you said anyway, with, with the exception of this funny word, which which no one can say. Perhaps Zach just barely. Um, but anyway, do we have this pinned down? Um, so this is actually, or is it? This is nothing. PLE, yeah. PLE and PLN. It's nothing new. It's just the hype today, or what? I mean, when people were living in the caves, they still had personal learning environment and networks, didn't they? Yeah. What? Yes. I, let's use the club. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I want to use a spear. I oh, have my. I, I met with my PLC. Uh, my well, this, the other one's PLC. Met with my PLN today, and 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 we came up with a better spear. Um, hey Zach. This was supposed to be serious, at least every now and then. I mean, this was this was a serious thing. That that was my ambition to keep this, at least a little bit serious. And and why don't we try to steer clear of of, of this clubbing thing and and, and <laughs> I'll skip the caves as well. But I was I was actually trying to be serious here, but I guess it didn't work. It to a serious level is to to say that the personal learning environment is. Is I think it reflects the idea that uh, that uh, learning should be uh, and and must be differentiated. That's a difficult word too. So that it, um, that um, every everybody can't be taught the same thing the same time uh, in the same manner. So it's it's like. A, uh, seeing that we are different and we're different in the ways we learn and, and that should be respected and that should also be considered to to help us learn that uh, many of the the problems in learning is are because of um, people are forced to learn in in the way that is is contradictory to their 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 learning styles or their their interests or personal sort of things. Yeah, no. I, I want to take that recording of the last minute, Tina, of what you just said there, send it to all government officials, politicians, whoever, and so they can get the idea exactly what you said because and I guess you guys are seeing the same thing, you know, throughout Europe is that we're we want to be at the same you know school kids across the the district or the state they need to be at the same place at the same time they have to be learning the same standards and it's it's not feasible it's not possible yeah it's kind of interesting too that um, talking about this thing learning same same stuff uh, at the same time uh, everywhere in in other fields in in most societies it's getting I think 
more and more flexible. And in, in schools, we are doing the opposite. They're still supposed to do everything at the same time. Learn that's the what same we discuss. Things. That's what we discuss in our PLNs, in our PLCs. <laughs> yeah, right. We discuss that we, we shouldn't be teaching this at the same time. Now, do, are you? Do all of you have a? We call our our PLC, which is somebody asked, I guess, in the question and answer. Is there is there a difference? And to me, PLNs and PLCs are, you know, inter interchangeable. But what's interesting is that you know I've done a lot of reading on PLCs, and it's, but the way. <laughs> Hopefully nobody from my district's watching, uh, but the way that uh, we've been forced basically that we're supposed to be doing, you know, you know, objective A, B, and C, when it should be an organic type of experience where we should be able to work together to to do the things that we need to do in order to get better, and for ourselves and our students, and ours has been more regimented and um, outlined for us. Are you guys seeing that? I mean, is this something that you guys are, are forced to go to, a PLC or PLNs? Neither. Or, yeah. You know, it's, for, for, for me, uh, here in Germany, it's, this personal learning is very new. It's very new. And uh, But our official people, they want to have it at school. So they force us and they say, we have to do it. Actually, it depends on what school we I was at primary school, and I, I am still at primary school. And at primary school, we did a lot of individual learning and, and personal learning. But secondary school, it was nothing. You know, it was just the teacher in front, and he was teaching. And I had just now the idea, together with this gaming, you know, I think the, the pupils, they changed. They changed in the, in the last 20 years because if you play a game, you, you at once you get a reaction. The game tells you it's wrong or it's right, yeah. Or and it gives you points if you have, if you do something good, you get points. But at school, if you have thirty pupils in one class, you can't uh, uh, give points to every pupil if he, if he has done something wrong or right. So the problem is, uh, uh, I still hand out these papers, yeah, and. The one pupil is already finished with the paper. The other one just starts with, with filling out the, the, the paper. So it, it's totally, uh, you have, you have a, a class and, and everyone is different nowadays. It, it was easier maybe in the 60s or 70s, but now it's, it's <laughs> um, um, uh, completely different. And it's absolutely very important to have this personal learning. So you know, it's, it's, we it's have a to lot, do it. It's a lot more diff difficult now since since the uh, since the students are not exactly the same any longer the way they used to be. They were like uh, they, they they were they weren't different from each other in the 60s, 70s. Now they now they are weird stuff. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. But um, to, still about the networking thing. Generally speaking, I think. Uh, I think that teachers, at least uh, on, on my home turf, uh, networking is hardly being done at all. That's what I sometimes feel. And and uh, I mean, um, I have great colleagues here, and I guess I hope most 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 teachers do. Uh, but uh, oh, Marilena, is it your microphone? <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, um, uh, I, yes, I feel. Actually, I, feel I wanted I, to say something about that. Wait a sec. I just feel that. I just feel that the um, the networking thing is so important for teachers. It really should be encouraged. And I, I, I think we haven't got anywhere with that yet. You know, talking about PLNs and PLs or whatever, um, not much happening. With the with the exception of us, of course. <laughs> The number of us isn't that small, Nilo. No. There are actually quite a lot of us uh, around Twitter and also now Google Plus growing uh, exponentially. Yeah, and they're, agreed. they're probably like, doing luckily, it without yes. even knowing it because I'll collaborate with other social studies language arts teachers. And but you know we've gotten to the point where we'll actually have late start days. They'll give us an hour almost twice a month. Uh, to get together, but it's like I said, it's more outlined. They're telling us what we need to do rather than having it be where we want to get together to help each other out. 
I, I think that would be more beneficial to me and my students. And, and I could see des definitely for Kurt where he would get together with other media, you know, specialists and come up with ideas and be able to collaborate. And he might be doing that through social media or something like that, but I don't know if there, he's the only one in his building or if there's other buildings within. I, we have districts, so we have multiple schools in one district. But they get together and discuss different ideas and concepts and help each other out. Uh, I'm sure there's other schools that are doing the iPads. And, you know, wouldn't it be great to sit down with them and go over ways to how to get these iPads out? And what games are you putting on there? And what's the feedback for the kids from the kids? And, and there's all way there, there's all these different ways that we can get together um, it's just getting the time and it sounds like from what you guys are saying is that you have very little time or time hasn't been allotted to you either just like us I mean we've been given our hour twice a month but um, but like I said it's it's more of what the district wants and not really what we need personally as teachers yeah which I is think the personal yeah part I think I think you nail nail that pretty much Zach um, th there's awfully a lot of uh, administrative stuff and and paperwork and whatnot and the uh, the networking thing I guess it's somewhere in, in the in the the very bottom of that pile and and uh, that's that's too bad and um, of course you're right Kim sure there's lots of networking going on um, but I really love this stuff that that you know we have the possibilities today uh, that that we we can like reach out far out, you know, like we are doing here. And that's something incredible. And that's never been possible earlier. And what I like with, with the technology is all that stuff that never been that's never been possible earlier. And that's I think what we're doing here and that's kind of cool. That's why why I love this stuff in a way. Um, I I think that um no, actually, I think it's a kind of lame excuse to say that we don't have time to to uh, network, or we don't have to tr time to to be connected. Because um, uh, actually, I think what the, pro the problem is that uh, that uh, uh, it's just a very young culture in that. So uh, uh, we don't know the the or uh, as this is my job actually is to to build networks for for teachers to and uh, build. Uh, Communities where well, they would share their experiences and and share their uh, expertise and um, um, I think that uh, it's it's something you you have to learn and uh, it's a it's a change of culture. Teachers are used to uh, to work very alone and and not in even in groups. It just alone in their classrooms, and they're not uh, used to sharing things, and and uh, they're not used to open their classrooms to the world. They're uh, used to very close to and private and uh, working alone. So it is a change of culture, and and uh, what we just need to do is to encourage, and uh, and it, the change doesn't happen in a day. It just takes time, but. Uh, but I think it's it's happening, and this kind of networking, uh, as it gives, when you share, you also get so much more uh, than by working alone. That it sort of uh, uh, will just become the the dominant culture or way of uh, doing yeah. things. Together. Well, ab absolutely. Uh, I I just say you know like amen to that. <laughs> But uh, and that's, Tina, that's Tina, talking about fin talking about Finland still, I'm kind of interested. Do you find Tina that that the um, uh, the say school leaders, generally speaking, are encouraging networking among teachers? Um, I think uh, they are basically they are um, uh, uh, they think they just they're just uh, starting to have the understanding that this is something uh, one more acronym is uh, uh, prof uh, professional continuous professional development CPD so CPD is something the word of today and and the future and this CPD it takes place in networks and communities of learning so so, so we are we are CPDing here right now are we <laughs> well continuous 
professional development. And this is so that too, yes, of course. But uh, I think they're sort of starting to understand it, but they don't. The 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 um, head teachers don't yet actually sort of know what it entails. So they've got a lot to learn too. But and, uh, and this is this is interesting, Tina, because uh, the environment you describe is different and I'm just speaking from my area is far different than than what I see and it's we are far more open now I teach in a middle school so I am with a group a team of teachers and we do collaborate we do work together which is wonderful uh, we collaborate on reading and writing um, you know English language arts and but not in my subject area which is um, you know uh, I, I get a little bit of time. That's in my PLCs. I go to meet with the other social studies teachers. Uh, but we actually, this is what's you talk about CPDs. We actually have what's called CPDUs, which are the units. We actually keep track of those. So anytime we do a continuing professional development, we actually keep track of those units because that goes towards our certification. So me actually, this is what's very interesting because there's a huge list within my state that have, that tracks this. Uh, it tells me what I can use as a CPDU and actually doing my podcast actually counts towards ours, towards my CPDUs. Mm -hmm. And when I reach a higher level, like a master's degree, uh, you know, uh, graduate school, uh, my CPDU is lower because I'm at a higher level. Um, but, you know, I can get uh, graduate graduate credit or I can get CPDUs to reach my uh, level to recertify my you know teaching certificate so you're in the you're in the stage of just knowing what a CPD is and we've gotten to the point where we're actually keeping track of and using that towards certification so and it's 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 one of those things and and I think most teachers you ask uh, you're talking about in you know the time factor and I don't know how long you guys are in school and and you know during a day I mean we are basically eight hours uh, eight hours a day uh, and then we're continually being you know it's we have more and more that's being thrust upon us and that's been one of the biggest problems in the United States the teachers the discontent and and I guess being upset and not staying in education for a long period of time Zach, because guess what? more and more yes what Zach? what that's a very much uh, kind of an international thing. It's, yeah, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, and that's you know it's that's the time factor, and it's it's yeah I'm doing it though because I that's what I do my podcast. That's my that's my way of getting with my professional learning community yeah. and, and yeah. reaching out to other people. Uh, Zach, I gotta uh, be a, try to be a little bit better host. The uh, the questions from from the crowds from a huge crowd crowds watching the show are just pouring in and I've been neglecting them completely but let's try one here um, I guess I should uh, go back from PLE to gaming here since this one I think is from the uh, from the US uh, from Christine and uh, the question is are game earned points necessarily tied to the students grades or evaluation that's exactly that's, yours. that's that's a, that's a whole can of worms <laughs> That is that is huge. I mean, there's people that do take assignments and they add points to it, and they earn levels, and that levels is a grade. And I I I, I have a difficult time with that because for me, as we've been talking about, which is wonderful, all of you have been saying the same thing too. It's individualized. So when I look at the standards, the Common Core, I say that uh, a student knowing uh, different systems of government, civics. I will look at each individual student and I should grade them based upon what they, are they have they exceeded have they are they strong are they satisfactory are they or do they need improvement and I, I can take a look at all the different ass, uh, assessments that I've had in that area and be able to give them a grade and most of the time the kids understand where they're at in in those areas the the tough part is that it's it's another layer if you did points with assignments and then you kind of earn grades as you're moving up um, that's still based on a point system it's better than what's before because I think 
people have talked about that you you start off with an A plus, and then all you're trying to do the assignments from then on is you're trying to stay afloat. You're trying to you know keep going there. I think the gamification part where you're earning badges. If I do well in civics, I earn a badge and says that I am strong in civics. I think that is a way that you can you can really buy, get some buy-in from from students, teachers, and even parents. That you have those levels that you know I'm at civics level one. I've gained a new badge. I'm at civics level two. I have a greater understanding, and then I would have assessments to show that they show that growth. So points could lead towards those things, but I don't like, honestly, if I could get rid of grades altogether, and in a in a way that you know I'm just doing percentages, I would do that. I don't know if I answered the question, Nilo, but I mean it's. I know some people are really excited about using points and, you know, earning, uh, you know, levels and things like that. I think it's far more complicated than that, and I don't know if that's really the best way to do it. I'd like to cut in. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even even trying to add anything to that. I think I'm that going is, to. That is, uh, Go ahead, Kim. Perfect. I'm going to. Yeah, I was going to cut in when you discussed your CPDs or CPDUs because that, yeah. to me, is gamification one-on-one. Exactly, that's how gamification is done, but on a professional level. Right, and it's so. it's not it's it's very <laughs> it's very um, dull in how they do it because I'm just keeping if I if there was a way that I could keep track of badges and and just have have like a, a, um, a LinkedIn which you know a portfolio of sorts and in fact that's kind of something that we've been talking about on a project that I'm hoping to work with with the state of Illinois is that that could be a way to have a uh, custom badges to show that I have uh, you know received CPDUs or I've earned different levels and I can show uh, what I've done as an as an educator as a person what have I learned that I would love to see that and then have the state you know, be able to see that and say, okay, CPDUs, you know, you've reached your certification level. You can now have your certificate for the next five years. I, I, if, I think that's the next step, Kim. You're right on the money on that. Yeah, I mean, lawyers and doctors have certificates on the walls and yes. professors and that would be the same thing pretty much. And teachers. Teachers have, now have the certificate. I, I want to see my doctor with an, with an avatar holding a battle axe or something, and I've reached, you know, I've, I've learned about the neurosystems and you know I don't know so yeah something like that back we are back into I, gaming there's there's no way we can get out of gaming games are addictive huh there's there's no way, way we can skip that but, I, but hey yeah, if I can say, Tina, say yes. the negative thing about gaming and points and units and this this is this is the thing that scares me I think instead of how can you assess your understanding or your your experience or your um, in 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 points and in units and right. and, and also also this uh, idea of learning like a rat in a labyrinth and and getting carrots and and being uh, getting uh, electric shocks when you <laughs> when you do something wrong i i don't think this is a very nice way of learning and i i think uh, uh, although it can be as a game it can be very very uh, sort of um, um, um nice for for kids but i i i just uh, don't think it it um, supports the kind of learning I would like to support where it's it's about understanding and and not of of getting uh, sticks or carrots so so uh, stick or so that that's my my point of of in a way of I think CPD is uh, is a, is an attitude it's a lifelong learning so it's I'm just an I'm just telling you guys your life I'm, and I can your I can tell you right now the the way it works lots of stick and just a little bit of carrot. <laughs> <laughs> About that, I also say that um, my my favorite uh, sort of saying is that uh, um, what you learn without joy, you forget without regret. So, uh, so it's uh, very good. Love that. That's very nice. That's even better than than yeah. lots of stick and just a and, tiny bit. And of I hair. totally agree with what you say, Tina. I am to I'm really concerned about. You know points and things like that. I, that's why I like using, you know, exceed, you know, strong, mm -hmm. satisfactory needs improvement. Mm -hmm. I can see from what they've done, and mm -hmm. the kids know. I have them do. I have them self-assess. They 
they're actually far more critical of themselves than we are mm -hmm. as educators assessing. So it's that's that's the way I think we need to categorize the different areas. And if we want to add a badge to it, that's fine. You know that they show that they've learned. But it's it's what have you shown me? And then there's multiple ways to show me. So many different ways. And games is just one, just one of thousands. Makes sense to me. I have a question. How many hours do you guys want to keep at at this this time? <laughs> we we have almost been at it one hour. And actually, there's a really great question popping up here. I, I, I must take this. I wonder if you can see that. I'm not quite sure. Anyway, uh, the question uh, from from the same same uh, I believe from from the same colleague and it just might be California, Zach. Um, anyways, that's I, that's a lot farther than. Uh, you know, from where Kim to uh, I, Kurt, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I might be completely, I might be completely off my tracks, but it's just something that it just might be. Anyway, and the the question goes like this: What letter of the alphabet are we on? <laughs> <laughs> I think we've covered a lot of different uh, letters within for, some of the words, but for my part, I can I can say that that I got a lot, I got uh, I lost track of of the alphabet completely here, so. Uh, that's the way it goes. I hereby mark the question as done. But listen, guys, uh, before we completely run out of time, and and I don't know about you, but I really have to go home uh, sometime before. Uh, course of, I almost said before it gets dark, but it's already dark here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we must briefly touch on something uh, that actually should become a complete show later on. And I wonder um, I wonder if Troy would pop up later sometime about, let's see, this mm -hmm. stuff. Ooh. It says flipped for all of you billions of people who are just perhaps listening to the recording. That will be later available. And Zach, you were supposed to do something with the recording, perhaps? It, I, I think we need to. I think we need to add drop this onto EdReach. So we'll talk. Whoa. We can talk later about Whoa. that. I think we'll this talk. is wonderful. We'll talk about that later. Anyway, yeah. it says. And I think click. Kim. Yeah, hmm? I think Kim has. Uh, she was kind of getting into this mm -hmm. earlier about yeah. uh, being learning on your own. Yeah, Flip outside of school, Cla classroom, and. Again, these these uh, Tina. very Tina very sorry. these very short explanations. I have just uh, grabbed something from Wikipedia or whatever. Flipped classroom, flipped learning. There's lots and lots of, of interest in this all over the planet. I believe these days, um, in Sweden, it's still very very tiny. And I'd I'd say that that many did. Many teachers know about that. Not that many school leaders, perhaps. That's just my experience. Anyway, flipped classroom, not just video instructions, uh, question mark, uh, exclamation mark. What is this stuff? Who wants to run with this? And we have exactly two minutes. <laughs> no, we, can, we can. I don't. I don't care if we. If we very, uh, very, sim very simply, it's just. Wait a sec, Kim. I must give you the focus here. Uh, thank you. Go, 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 go. Yeah. Very simply, it's just dealing with not uh, going through all of the small minor steps and instructions in the classroom. You let the, the students or pupils or kids, whatever age, do that on their own. And then they come back with questions and you can help them answer questions. That sounds <laughs> awful. Then, then we teachers get all these really tough questions that we perhaps can't answer. Yes. Uh, can I can I just <laughs> say one thing again? A bit critical of this thing is that I think the flipped classroom is in a way is um, supporting the old idea that the teacher in a way um, uh, still sort of uh, um, makes the the uh, relevant information into a good package and he puts the package on the net and the students can look at the package where I feel that today's uh, uh, skills, the, the, the skills and key competencies of, of, of this uh, um, 
era is to to find uh, the information and to 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 construct the, the the knowledge from what you can find from the net and and work on that uh, information and work on the knowledge and and, and present it then it's I, I think um, it's not a um, um, really a big change if the teacher does it. it it's the same as it's in the books or it's I think it's very important that we understand that the the the, the knowledge, uh, the the way we think about knowledge has changed, and and um, uh, knowledge is not something that is and will stay the same and is is there um, as such. It's something we build all the time, and it, it changes all the time, and and our relationship to knowledge is it's. Uh, it changes teachers' role and it changes everything. But, but flipped classroom, I think, is still uh, very. Uh, it's it doesn't change the idea uh, of of learning and 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 our relationship changing relationship to knowledge. And and Tina, the um, another thing my mentor always said is that you know our role is changing. And this was what 18 years ago. You're not. You don't want to be the sage on the sage sage on the stage. You want to be the guide on the side, and if you can find things that interest mm -hmm. the students in that individualization, then they will do things on their own and outside of school to increase their knowledge. And that's so we're almost like I don't I don't know um, sales salespeople. Daniel Pink <laughs> is an author that you know has kind of talked about this that we as teachers are. Like salespeople, we're trying to find ways to reach those students and show that education or whatever we're teaching is is important, so important that they would be able to do this outside of school. Hmm. And uh, that's I know for me that was important to me. There was things, especially with history or later in literature, I started doing those things on my own outside of class because I thoroughly enjoyed it. And those things stick with me today. I must interrupt here again with a really really. I'd say perhaps the best question during this show from the viewers. And guess where this comes from? It comes from the Mr. Flipped Learning himself in the US, Troy Cockrum. And <laughs> he would have been available for the panel. I just didn't let him in. Oh. Um, ah, I feel so bad about this. Um, well, it is a hassle. Um, I should have, well, I can, I can tell you why it didn't work my producer couldn't join us this time. We have a producer. He couldn't be here. So uh, obviously I don't have much of, of simultaneous capacity. So my sincere apologies to Troy. Uh, I did invite him now when we have like two minutes to go and uh, <laughs> we might be we might be at it perhaps one one or two minutes additional one or two minutes or five or ten I don't know. Anyway way too late so what do I say that's the way it goes sometimes but I have high hopes that I might be able to catch Troy too later on uh, when again my hope is that he might get a chance to dig really deep in flip learning I would love that obviously um, once again we are throwing all these these soup ingredients together here and, and this flipped thing is just one of the many, and uh, it's definitely um, worth taking up in 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 a you know like make a complete show of that. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Done. Sorry, Troy. Phew. <laughs> what else? Are we running out of steam? I have a dentist appointment coming up soon. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. These things that I do on my day off. Yeah, I, I talk understand. to international superstars and go get my teeth cleaned. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I'm going to the cinema with my daughter in a bit. So, is the lasagna done? Yes, it's on the on on the stove. Uh, the daughter is eating or already had it. <laughs> She's been there in the kitchen all the time. Okay. It's been very quiet. I guess for my part, I'll be soon heading home uh, to, um, I must say this in incorrect order, uh, to my wife and the dog. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the flock wow. leader and my complete flock. 
Yeah, um, you might be sleeping so. outside, and I just looked up your weather. It's pretty cold. <laughs> I, I told you, Zach, it's it's summertime now. You know what? What did I tell you? Minus twenty-eight Celsius. It's roughly the same in Fahrenheit, so it's really not a big deal. <laughs> It'd be nice if the United States actually went to the metric system, and then you know that there's so yeah. many positives. You know, I'm just like, you know, why do we have? Oh, decimal points are nice. Yeah. I don't need fractions. <laughs> let's let's go go metric globally. That's that's what yeah, I feel. Yeah. Uh, but listen up, folks. Uh, this hour was an amazingly quick one. That's what I feel, at least. Especially since I did not have a producer, and I messed things up as I always do. But hey, I keep dry trying. I keep bouncing back. You know. So um, if if Troy is not really, really mad at me. Uh, I just might have a chance. Let's hope we've got a chance to see him in Beast Martin here. Isn't that quite a, a cool name? He's a man? good guy. He's a good guy. He, okay, good then guy. perhaps I haven't haven't got an enemy for, for life doing this thing. He's a good guy. <laughs> uh, I take your word for that, Seth. <laughs> so, um, so hopefully he'll, he'll be uh, one of the superstars in the app. Uh, uh, after Zach here um, in the in the uh, coming episodes of Be Smart and Air. Um, listen, folks, this has been a real blast. Um, it was worth it staying at school darn long here, I'm telling you. So um, thank you so much for joining, everyone. And um, any final, um, like, last famous words, whatever, anyone? Don't have fun in school. <laughs> That was a good one. That was a good one. You, <laughs> That's you what I've learned not... today. Oh my goodness! What was I doing? <laughs> you Thank are, you, Nilo. You are not supposed to have fun at school. If you have had the misconception that school should be fun, now you know better. And we thank Zach for that. So um, I guess we're signing off. Um, at least I'm wrapping this thing off. That uh, wrapping the all that's going. Um, going on here. So um, take care everyone and bye-bye uh, from the North Pole, minus 28 Celsius, roughly 28.30 minus Fahrenheit, I believe. Take good care. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.